0: Hey everybody and welcome back to Movie Hal. I don't know if you remember me, it's been a long time since I've done an introduction here, but I am Ryan, joined as always by my lovely co-host Joe. And this time we're are we are talking about a topic that you recommended, Joe, that is not something I consider doing. We're just gonna discuss our top 10 villains and heroes from movies specifically. Which is really upsetting because as you can see on my list, maybe if you can read, a Green Arrow was my top hero, and then you told me no comics, and I don't know if there's been a Green Arrow movie, so I got rid of it.
1: Okay, well, there's been DC movies, cartoon been, movies, yeah, where movies. Green Arrow was in it. So if you want to, oh. if you want to add him because he's your guy, I mean, there is technically precedent for that. I won't, nah, nah. I won't fault you for that.
0: It's fine. So how do you want to start this out? You want to start out with heroes? We're just going to name them. Uh, Doesn't matter to me.
1: And I just want to say, when I picked these, I didn't try to pick what, like, go through and really figure out what are the top 10 heroes or top 10 villains, like, of all time, out of all movies. These are just 10 heroes or 10 villains that, this is a fun thing, that I enjoyed, that for whatever reason, I saw these characters as, you know... I really enjoyed them as heroes or villains based on things that I liked. These aren't, I mean, I guarantee there's going to be people, characters I've left off this list that some people are going to be like, what? How'd you not pick so-and-so? What You didn't pick this person? Like, oh, see, there's another one. Like, I have a few in here that are just honorable mentions. Mm. And, uh, like, oh, man, like I'm adding them as I think about them.
0: Yeah, I'm not adding anymore because I did that too. Ugh. I kept thinking of ones or ones where it's like, I like that, but I like the comic version better or I like the TV version better or whatever. So I just leave them off. Yeah. So, okay, I'll start out with heroes because I think heroes are generally less interesting than villains.
1: I can go with that. I think heroes in general, whereas, I mean, yeah, they save the day and they do all the stuff. They're not what make the movie. No. What makes the movie is a good villain, a good antagonist. So, yeah, let's start with some heroes. Go for it. Who you got?
0: So I, I didn't list these in any particular order.
1: So are you, um, you going to go and just read your whole list? Or are you going to go with one? No, I'll go with one. Them? I'll go with I, one. Talk I, about think,
0: I think we're going to have some overlap. So the, the first one I wrote, I was just thinking about, you know, like. We'll see. Superhero movies. So Spider-Man. Spider-Man is one of my favorite comic heroes. But I think that with how many movies and reboots and all that that they've had and appearances by that character there have been over the last 20 years i think he's probably had the best range of treatments i would say sam raimi spider-man one and two were probably the best i actually yeah. really did like andrew Garfield's spider-man i did not like andrew garfield's peter parker andrew garfield is not a good peter parker to me he's too cool he he doesn't come off as like the, you know, kind of geeky photography kid that he was supposed to be in the comics.
1: Yeah. I think the, the other two Spider-Mans we've had, uh, both have, have done a better job with Peter Parker.
0: Yeah. I think Tom Holland is a good Peter Parker. I, but I don't love his Spider-Man. I really enjoyed, um, oh my God, what was it called? Far From Home? Mm-hmm. Where he's Night Monkey or whatever they call him. <laughs> like, I got really invested in that one, seeing it in the theaters. Like I came out of that one, like I really, really enjoyed it. But then the more I thought about it, the more it's like, but Spider-Man's thing is like, he did all this stuff on his own and it bothers me that in this, like he starts out on his own, but the iconic suit, Tony Stark gives that to him. Yeah. That he's wearing like the iron spider suit all the time. I don't like that. I want to see normal Spider-Man doing Spider-Man stuff. And Spider-Man is great because he's funny. He's witty. He has a really good, uh, you know, alter ego thing going on. You wouldn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. It's not like, I mean, Bruce Wayne is supposed to be super different from Batman, but in a lot of media, he's not, you know, they really played that up in the Christopher Nolan movies, but there's a lot of them where it's like, Oh, this like Batman is so outlandish. It's like, how could it be anybody else other than Bruce Wayne? (laughs) Who else in that area can afford like a, a fighter jet of their own for private use? In the comics they address this by saying that Bruce Wayne knows Batman and like funds him. But come on. <laughs> I just think that the the secret identity stuff matters more because Peter has all these connections to people. So it adds stakes to it and it adds kind of weight to it. And okay. I like that about him. He's a, he's a more grounded character even though he has superpowers.
1: So I know Spider-Man is your favorite comic book, you know, hero. Was it was it hard picking him over Batman?
0: No, Batman, uh, Batman did not make my list. It's
1: funny, Batman did not make my list either. I only picked one comic hero. And since you started with yours, I didn't really want to start with them, but I will start with them. Um, it's pretty obvious if you heard this podcast before, it's going to be obvious who I'm going to pick, and that's Captain America. Mm-hmm. Especially this version in the movies of Captain America. Captain America is the epitome of always doing the right thing. Kind of like a Superman would be, mm-hmm. and again, not Superman and Batman, maybe the two most popular comic movie characters, neither one of us picked that one for whatever reason, Neither one of us picked them. I say, Captain America, it's just when you talk about somebody who went from nothing to having everything, and yet it it didn't change who he was as a person. I really enjoyed the first Captain America, the First Avenger with oh what's his name, who plays the, the German scientist who gives him his powers.
0: He wasn't played by Stanley Tucci, was he?
1: Yeah, Stanley Tucci. Yes. Okay. And he's in so much. And he's great in almost everything I've ever seen him in. He's great. So, did, did it just... The the serum, it's not just amplifying a physical ability. It amplifies the good or it amplifies the evil. And that was a very interesting dynamic in that Captain America First Avenger movie because of what it does to Red Skull versus what it does to Cap. Mm-hmm. And like with the whole Civil War thing, everything that has been with him, if Cap is making a decision, if he's deciding on a course of action, you can almost just just be on Cap's side because he's right. When it comes down mm-hmm. to whatever it is, he's going to be right because his moral compass doesn't vary. Like we talked about in the WandaVision series, at the end of it, she's the villain. She's not on my villains list. She could be after that series. Now that I think about it, I could, I could honorable mention her that, but at the end of that, if Cap does something in that realm of what she did, at the end of it he's putting out his wrist and be like alright, lock me up, I uh-huh. did this, kind of like Bucky was and he's like, Bucky, it's not your fault yeah, but I did it like he he still understands that it, I might not have been in control of my faculties but I still did it, I still did the crime, yeah so I, Captain America, he's my favorite superhero, it was very easy for me to Put him on the list. So, all right, Spider-Man, Captain America. Those are two easy ones, two big names. Who's your next one?
0: Okay, so I actually did have more super, like, traditional superheroes. <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt you. Flash, from the cartoons, I do not care about uh, Ezra Miller, Flash, or whatever his name is. The, the yeah, that's Miller. I just, I don't like that version of him. I like the Wally West Flash from the cartoon movies. Okay, yeah. He He's driven by his past. He's driven by like his experiences, he's driven by a, a feeling of duty. You know, ba- basically any cartoon flash is they kind of write them the same whether it's Barry or Wally. Uh, but I think Wally's the more common one. But I really like that they limit his powers. You know, they they put him in for very specific types of things, but he always needs support from other people and I think he's a very you know, humanized character. He's he a lot of the time seems to serve as like the surrogate for the audience in those movies where he's like, what's going on? Like he, he can run into the past or the future. Like he's so fast, but he's still the one who's like, what is this? This is wild. You know, I don't know if you watch a lot of the DC animated movies, but
1: I've seen several.
0: I always appreciate his attitude and personality. And he brings like a levity and a humanity to the, to like the whole ensemble that they wouldn't have otherwise. Because you have Batman and Superman who are both stoic. Uh, Green Lantern's usually the same way. Um, And then you have him, who's kind of a little bit more like the Everyman, even though he's kind of the most powerful. I mean, realistically. So. All right, so my other one was Superman. But specifically, the 1978 Christopher Reeve Superman. Again, because... You mean, okay, we need
1: Christopher Reeve like... Hackman! Crack!
0: Christopher Reeve! (laughs) <laughs> South Park, Christopher Reeve. I mean, yeah. Okay, cool.
1: We'll make sure. All right. I
0: I just really I loved that movie as a kid. My parents told me that they would hear me like humming that in in my crib or whatever because I watched that movie a bunch when I was like really really small. Like when I was basically a baby, I guess I saw that for the first time. And I always really liked it because it's a really good Superman story. It's hard to make a good Superman story, you know. Zack Snyder failed to do it. He he showed us some stuff about Clark's past, but didn't really show us enough of his origin to make us feel connected with him, to make him feel grounded in any way. And most of it is not about fighting. Like, that's not what Superman's about. Superman is a little bit like Captain America in that he's about doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, his superpowers are insane. Yeah. And it's this thing to make kind of a, a neat cat and mouse game with the villains. The villains have to be creative. And then Superman has to be creative to overcome whatever they found to trap him, which is usually something involving kryptonite or whatever. (laughs) Or, you know, the awful, like, blonde, bad Superman from the last one. Or however that series ended. There was, like, a nuclear man that Gene Hackman created or something.
1: Oh, oh God, yeah. That one. That movie. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know. I I
0: haven't seen it since the first time I saw it when I was probably 10. It's like basically
1: Superman versus Shazam. Only an evil version of that is what <laughs> it is. Kind of. Wife. Yeah. It's so weird.
0: I feel like he was like nuclear man or something, but it's like, yeah, yeah this isn't what it's about. Like, they should have learned from that that having Superman just fight Zod and like smash through buildings wasn't going to work. Just not going to work. You have to make him more human. True. He's but in that like, movie, they
1: had to do that because that's the catalyst that makes Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, take notice. <sighs> so they needed that. Thing I really disliked in that how Superman kills Zod. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Superman killing an adversary is just as egregious as Batman using a gun. Yeah, neither one of those things are okay.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's move on. Um, what do you got? Okay, I just got two, so
1: yeah, you did. So, so you've gotten Spider Man, Green Lantern. I almost said Green Arrow, but I didn't. Spider Man, Flash, and Super Flash. (laughs) Yeah, not. Duh. My next one is going to be Snake Plissken from Escape from New York and Escape from L.A.
0: Okay. I don't think of him as a a hero, but okay. I do.
1: I I liked... I mean, he's not a traditional hero, and the reason I put him on this list is because both those movies are fun. They're not pretentious. They're not... They're the old-school, fun, action-adventure movie that you're looking for with a Kurt Russell. I like that character. He's not... He's he's not a Captain America or a Superman. He's mm-hmm. not making the decisions that are the best morally most morally grounded decisions. He's making the best decisions for him, but he's still the hero of the particular story that he's in. Yeah. But at the end of the last movie, Escape from L.A., <laughs> he's got his finger on this switch and it's he hits the button and it EMPs the planet and the every we just go back to like the Stone Age done. Everything is everything is over, and I love that he does that. He's like, you know what? Screw you guys. Boom, and he does it.
0: I love that, too. I was, uh, you know the I'll fucking do it again meme? <laughs> yes. The, like, goofy thing where his eyes are looking in different. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that's that's what I imagine being in his head. He's like, fuck it, and he just does it. <laughs> it's a super satisfying ending. That is Super a, satisfying. That's ending. a really good pick, yeah. And we, honestly, with the way Facebook and Twitter have gotten, we could use that. Oh yeah. I mean, people are out there having to listen to us. So,
1: they don't have to. They <laughs> have the privilege of Ah, that's how that is. But yeah, I and the when you said that, you know, we might have some overlap. Oh man, I mean, maybe one or two, but I really mm, I don't think so. It's going to be okay. it's going to be rough if you overlap with some of the stuff I've got.
0: <laughs> okay. So, you want me uh, to do another one? Yeah.
1: Okay. And I'm going to get this one out of the way because I think it's this could be an overlap. I think it's an obvious kind of a thing. I thought about picking Neo from The Matrix, but I didn't. I went with a different Keanu Reeves character and I went with John Wick. Only because I really like those movies right now. I like the world that it is. He's not the best hero. It's just really fun for me. And that's what this list was. If I could sit down and pick a hero movie to watch anytime, it's one of those things. If a John Wick movie's on, all right, I can leave that on. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yes, not I... I really like him as that character. So I, I picked
0: it. That is not an overlap for me. I don't it's consider nice. him a hero. I thought about it, but I don't consider him a hero. He's getting revenge. He's not like saving anybody. And then the rest of it, he's dealing with the consequences of the fact that he took revenge. So, but it is, it is fun. It's one that I wanted to pick, but it didn't really hit my definition. So, um, Ellen Ripley. That's an overlap. Pretty. I, yeah, I, got Ripley I, fig- on here. I figured that was a pretty obvious pick. And, So it was it was either
1: her or what's her name from Terminator? Sarah Sarah Connor Connor. I got both
0: of them on my list.
1: Yeah, both of them. I I didn't I picked one over the other. I didn't pick Sarah Connor because of how much worse the Terminator franchise has gotten versus the Alien franchise.
0: Okay, but when I when I picked Ellen Ripley, I, I thought about them being similar. Sarah Connor and Ellen Ripley being similar. And they in, are in, they're very similar. And I noticed a trend in my list that I've picked characters that are called to action. Mm-hmm. They are not action heroes. Um, I, I remember listening to an interview with some of the actors who were in Alien and they were talking about like the order that some of these people had to be killed off because they knew it was going to come down to Ellen Ripley and the alien. Right. And it's like some of these guys have to go. Cause it looks like that, like that was part of the thing. It was kind of subverting expectations. Like it's not going to be any of these guys who look like action heroes. You know, they don't look like Rocky or whatever. And they they were talking about that. They kind of strategically removed characters in a way that raised the tension of it. Mm -hmm. So you got down to her and then it was really like a big deal that she rose to the occasion. Right. And Sarah Connor is kind of a similar thing. I mean, she's, a mother she is very or not even a mother yet she's going to be the mother of the leader of humanity and she i don't know the way she gets thrown into the world of, of the terminator is so it's like so wholehearted she like gives herself completely over to it and by terminator 2 she's like buff and she's like super into it and she really knows what she's doing yeah like she's a really good case of somebody developing into a hero that wasn't supposed to be one. Kind of like you might even say uh Oliver Queen in the CW series. The way they depict him is kind of getting thrown into it.
1: <laughs> you but might our, say our, one our, might say that. But yeah, that's why both
0: our listeners missed your friendly gestures, right? Did they? They
1: missed my friendly gesture. So <laughs> that's why both Ripley and uh Sarah Connor are they're very similar in that aspect Mm -hmm. that the first movie they're in is just a cluster and they're, they kind of make their way out of it through miraculous circumstances and sheer determination, willpower, things like that. But then in the second movie, which it could be argued that both second movies are better than the first movie because they're different. They're really different movies. Mm -hmm. The Terminator two is a different kind of action movie than Terminator. And just like Aliens is a different, it's a more war action heavy movie than Alien, the original. But the characters in both those really are transformed by the time you see them in those next movies. Like Ripley is on top of it and she knows what's going on and she's like, this is a bad idea. You're a dumbass. You're like, she knows what's going on and you know she's not as much as the transformation for Sarah Connor like you see Sarah Connor she's in the mental institution but she's like doing pull-ups and she's Yeah, she ass. like
0: flips over the bed frame or whatever and she's doing Yes, yeah, stands like, it up on its side. On
1: it. Yeah. So not quite as drastic a transformation but both mm-hmm. great and again with both of these movies you have these female characters who are starring in these movies, who come out on top, come out to be the one who makes it out in the end as and turns into these like action hero or action heroine characters, but it wasn't done with any sort of, I'm checkmarking this box because we needed this to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just story-driven characters in something that's very well-written and well done. That's why those characters are so good. Yeah. Unfortunately, we. I don't want to refer to any movies beyond the second one in both of these series. Yeah. We're going to forget any of those. even.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, in, in my notes, I wrote specific versions like I don't like the newer versions of Superman. I like the Christopher Reeves one. Got you. you know, I, I don't love, you know, I was specific about the Spider-Men that I was talking about. So you want to hit two of yours since I just did another two for?
1: Well, Ripley was one of mine as well. OK, so I mean, that's a that's a, you know, one we both had. And I went through my list of... I opened up my my movie case this morning and went through my movies to pick certain characters. I went ahead and went with John Preston.
0: From Equilibrium? Yep. Hmm.
1: I really liked his transformation as a character in that movie.
0: Yeah, I do too. I didn't even think about him. That's a really good pick.
1: Yeah, that the, the whole world, the whole story, and I know the movie Equilibrium is based on... Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. It's a really good story, really good ideas that are brought about in this movie. And we haven't reviewed it. We've talked about it, referred to it several times in other podcasts, uh, or other movie reviews that we've done. Haven't we done it? We have not. We hmm. have not reviewed equilibrium. We just, re- we just have just referenced it several times. In
0: okay.
1: Other things that we've done. So I-, I wanted to pick John Preston because one, I wanted Christian Bale on this list. I wanted to find something I could put him on for. And I don't consider his character out of uh Ford vs. Ferrari enough of a hero to
0: throw him <laughs> in, even
1: though I really love that character. Yeah. And sorry, I just wasn't picking Batman because I was only one picking one comic book character. Otherwise, if I picked more than one, I'd have to pick Batman. I mean, he's mm. he'd have to be on it. But I didn't. Um Yeah, John Preston goes through a lot in that movie, and it's more than just Being a badass hero and just shooting all the bad guys. I mean, yeah, a lot of that in it. But it's overcoming stuff internally in this movie, which I really enjoyed him, you know, losing his wife, meeting this other person who it's just, he he begins to question the totalitarian rule that they are living under that's their under the auspices of keeping them safe, Mm -hmm. but keeping them safe by taking away their freedoms. There's a lot of corollary to what's going on right now with stuff like that. And it's a kind of a slippery slope and movies like that really uh, give us a good screenshot into what could be, you know, what are people willing to give up, you know, for safety. A lot of people Mm -hmm. are apparently willing to give up a lot for it, but I wanted to pick him. I I liked him. I liked that movie. Always have. So I threw him on my list.
0: Yeah, I really like that movie, too. That's a really good pick. So um, I'm going to move on to one that I'm pretty sure you're not going to have. Okay. Vegeta from Dragon Ball. (laughs) There were a lot of Dragon Ball movies. I love... Vegeta's my favorite character.
1: I did did think about that today as I was dropping... uh, I just dropped my daughter off at her school, and I was taking my son over to drop him off at school. Dragon Ball did pop into my mind. Like, do I throw Goku on this list?
0: Yeah, see, I think Goku's not as interesting. Goku is always good. He always knows what the right thing to do is. He's Superman. He's yeah, Superman he's Superman in that world.
1: He yeah. always does the right thing.
0: And, and, uh, you being a
1: terrible husband.
0: He always put, and a terrible father. Terrible. Oh my God. Gohan's real father was Piccolo, obviously.
1: <laughs> obviously.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's, Such a a more interesting story with Vegeta because he goes through so much tragedy that leads to where he is. Yeah. So I'm a little bit stretching it to have him in the movie hero thing, but he is one of my favorite heroes. He's in the movies. He's the same character. He has the same origin. Absolutely. He's the prince of a planet that was destroyed. He was forced to work for the person who did it, who killed his father, his whole race. Mm -hmm. Basically, like he becomes a villain trying to basically be space John Wick and figure out how to take out Frieza, right? Space and then Wick, he, I love it. And then, and then he, I might have to make a T-shirt. Oh
1: my god, that's maybe so we good. should
0: have like a sh- uh, Teespring store. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he comes to Earth. He just all the stuff that he goes through brings him closer and closer to being kind of human. You know, like to to bringing back what he lost in a way. You know, he lost his family and his race. But the more he's here, the more people he gets connected to. He he gets married, he has kids, like he gets a new family and he starts becoming more human and he gets more invested and he becomes a protector of earth instead of trying to just use earth and its dragon balls for his own plot for revenge. Mm. Yeah, that was
1: that when that happened, that was mind blowing to me because I hadn't watched it for a long time. And then, uh, turn on some movie. I don't remember which one it was. I think it had the, the purple dog looking guy. Who's a God. Oh, it, Beerus, Be- Beerus, him and somebody else. And it was one of the movies.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and I had come to find out that the Vegeta married Boma and they had a kid And my mind was like, what? What's good? Because I'd missed so much in between. Yeah. So that, that's, a, lo- that's but,
0: a lot to miss.
1: Yeah. So when you, as soon as you said Vegeta, I was like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Because I, he went through a lot to get to where he is for that. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good pick. All right. In the same kind of vein, I think I'm going to, I threw this on my list and you might disagree with it. I think it could very easily be disagreed with. I put Arthur Fleck. I, I, know no, I, I agree.
0: I agree. He's I was a gonna... hero
1: of his movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. And it goes along with, I, I think that movie came out at a time where it really resonated with people. Yeah. Kind of the state of the world. You know, like you were just saying with uh, Equilibrium. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally see that. I actually thought about adding him to both lists. Yeah. Oh, nice. But <laughs> I did. Good. You, could.
1: you, could, I, you yeah. could do that.
0: So, yeah, I it, I mean, and if you all have
1: listened to our review of the Joker, you know, we both absolutely love it. It's such a great performance. And yes, it's, I mean, is bringing about. It's the origin of one of the most iconic villains to ever grace the the world of fiction. But he's the hero of his own movie. Yep. and it's and he's a hero to a lot
0: of. He's a hero to a lot of people in that movie. Yeah. So I put him on my list. Yep, and along the same lines as being a symbol, I have Zorro. Nice, okay. Because if, if we're, I think
1: Zorro's is one of the more classic ones. Like I not yeah. go with a lot of classic.
0: And if we're going Zorro, I I did really like the Mask of Zorro. Um, it's one that we did. I think it's one that we did fairly early on, but yeah. I like that. A big part of what Zorro is, is he's a symbol. And it's somebody wealthy and powerful who gives up a lot to be a symbol for people and to fight for people in a way that they're not able to. I mean, a little bit like Batman, but Batman's a little bit more self-indulgent at times, I think. You know, he does this stuff maybe a little bit because he wants to. There might be other things that he could do. I mean, in Zorro, it's pretty clear that he's the only one fighting for this. There is no, like, you can't donate more money to the police because the police are all corrupt. Like, they're all controlled right. by the bad guy. And in particular, like, the way the torch was passed in that movie, I really enjoyed, too. He's mm-hmm. teaching somebody, you know, revenge isn't the way. Like, John Wick could have used an a, a a Zorro-type mentor. I can't remember what his, like, character name was supposed to be, but an Anthony Hopkins mentor to... Shell like, Not revenge, just Yes. Yeah, that's it.
1: You're welcome. I couldn't think of Stanley <laughs> Tucci, but somehow I pulled that out of my ass. I don't even, whatever.
0: That's not bad. <laughs> so,
1: all right, go on. All right. Uh, next one I'm going to throw at you was from a movie that we watched, but we didn't actually end up reviewing. Um, H.I. McDonough from Raising Arizona.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. It's a Nicolas Cage oh. movie. And you, he's he's a criminal, mm-hmm. he is a petty thief. But one of the things in this movie, like every time that he's up to the parole board, one of the things you find out is when he, he goes into these gas stations or whenever he robs them, his guns are never loaded. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want to hurt anybody. Like I thought about putting, uh, oh, what was his name from Con Air, that character that he played uh, in Con Air. Yeah,
0: I don't remember his character name. But I thought about that.
1: And I was like, no, I'm putting this because I really like where he goes in this. Like, he ends up, he he meets and falls in love with a police officer, a correctional mm-hmm. officer. And they start this life together. And he's trying to get away from the life that he used to have. And it's in a really quirky and funny way in this movie. And it's really outlandish. But it's uh, I have always really enjoyed that character.
0: You're and right. Always- because... And he, he comes around and does the right thing. Yes. He kind of rises to an occasion and does the right thing.
1: He does. And it's just everything about, I just, I just like him. I like, if you haven't seen that movie, it's fun. And I think you should. And it's it's a really one of those just, they don't they don't make as many movies like that anymore. There's no franchise value to it. Mm-hmm. There's no big uh, box office. Like Wes Anderson is making movies that are similar to that. Then the quirkiness, the weird, you know, way that they do things, and and this movie didn't even have a a huge amount of star power. You had him, you had Holly Hunter, and you had John Goodman as the three biggest names in this entire Mm -hmm. movie, and none of them are even that big. Nicholas Cage used to be fairly large in Hollywood, but he lost his mind and does just crazy random stuff now.
0: Oh man, some of it is so good. Yeah, some of it's so good. So good,
1: but. Yeah, I, so I, I threw him on my list. I liked him. I wanted, to, I wanted to add him. As I said, this is a fun list. This isn't, you know, the most iconic heroes of all time. So this is just one that I picked.
0: Okay, so another one that I'm pretty sure you're not going to have, Sean from Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> nice. Because I love pretty much everything Simon Pegg's in from back in the day when he was doing Spaced, I think. Okay. It was a sitcom he did where it's like, It's about a bunch of people living together who like it's it's just so strange.
1: Okay, it's it's really never saw it.
0: Yeah, I mean, think of it like an odd couple kind of thing where it's like just all these people living together that are just so different and so weird. There's like the bizarre guy who's super into art and he's like really dark. And then there's him and this girl that live together and they're pretending to be a couple, even though they're not. They're just like having trouble finding an apartment. But the landlord, it's like some old lady who doesn't want anybody who's not like doesn't want single people living together. Gaia they become roommates in that way and a lot of it is about like them hiding the fact that they're not actually in a relationship but it's so good and he's like a gamer and a nerd just like I'm assuming he is in real life so it really resonated with me but I love all the movies in the Cornetto trilogy uh, which would be Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz and World's End Uh uh-huh I mean he's great in all those but it's the same kind of thing honestly as a Ripley or a Connor where he's kind of Yep. Although he's kind of directionless. He's a little bit kind of just going along with stuff and just kind of living his life, but not really going anywhere, not doing anything. And then he gets swept up in the zombie apocalypse and becomes a badass. He basically becomes like Casey Jones. Uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say like discount Ash, but.
1: Oh my God. I was going to put him on my list and I did (laughs) not Oh, I thought about him last night. (laughs) <laughs> evil uh evil dead and army of darkness. <laughs> He's got to be an honorable mention. Oh my gosh, I was gonna put him on my list. Oh dang it.
0: Alright, everybody, so welcome back. Uh I'm sure that we've probably inserted an ad break, or if you're on YouTube, maybe there was nothing, but <laughs> it's been a couple seconds for you and a couple days for us since we've had some technical problems. Uh our ISP, it's the same one for both of us, had Something going on with you, and actually something going on with me the day after that. So we are coming back to finish this recording, what, two, three days later?
1: Something like that. Whatever it is. I don't, I don't even know.
0: So we had left off. Uh, you wished you had added Ash, or you had thought about adding oh, it.
1: I did. Ash from Evil Dead. Um, I knew it. I first was introduced to this character with Army of Darkness, and then I went back and saw the Evil Dead movies, which... Army of Darkness is much lighter in tone than the Evil Dead movies. The Evil Dead movies are—they're a little hardcore for some of the content that's in those. Mm-hmm. But it's still—it's the journey of this person who, you know, goes from a nobody kind of guy to the ash that we know as the, you know, demon slayer. And it is built—it's Bruce Campbell. He's fantastic. And I did plan to put him on my list. And if I had to take somebody off of my list and replace him, I think I would take off the H.I. McDonough from Raising Arizona. And I would have to put Ash there from Evil Dead. Okay. For sure. But I didn't do that. That's not what I picked. So you said you had two left. I had three left. So I'm going to go with my next one. And I'm guessing this isn't somebody you picked. And I almost picked... I had two movies that I wanted to pick from. And one of the movies, I put a character as the villain in it from that movie. So I picked the hero from the other movie. And so I'm going to say William Wallace. Braveheart was an epic movie in just every way you can think of. It covered all the bases. And I know it was South Park has made fun of Mel Gibson and some of his craziness. And it started really with that movie. As far as him and, I guess torture porn, if you want to call it that, but that was a fantastic movie, and he was a fantastic hero in that movie. He was one of the one of the best things about heroes is when the hero is a reluctant hero. Yeah, and he feels compelled to action because, like, there's no other, there's nothing else to be done anymore except doing the right thing standing up to the wrong. And that's what that movie was all about. I remember my my aunt, uh, who is no longer with us, took me to see that. And it was not an aunt who I would have expected to take me to see it. She was a very girly girl, but she was just really taken by that movie for whatever reason. Hmm. And she took me to see it in the theater. Back when it came out in mid to early 90s whatever late 90s something like that and it was really good i really enjoyed it i've always enjoyed it and so yeah i threw william, william wallace on my list
0: okay yeah not not what i would have expected not not one that i would have picked again it it's not it, it didn't come to mind when i thought of heroes uh, i was talking to kim earlier about what in marketing they call an evoked set you know that's kind of the point of advertising is that when you think of something you think of a certain number of whatever that is, brands. So if you think of a phone, you think of Samsung and Apple and you think of a car, you think of Toyota and Ford, whatever it is. Right. So when it comes to heroes, you tend to think the ones in capes or mm-hmm. like action heroes. Cause we use that term, but yeah, I wouldn't have thought of William Wallace in that way. Cause that's almost like, like a historical action hero type thing. Mm-hmm. I really tried to shy away
1: from that. Like, I know I picked John wick and I picked Captain America. And that's really your capish and action heroish kind of characters. But otherwise on my list, I really tried to shy away from, you know, the basic, you know, Rambo, Rocky, certain characters from... And they could easily be on this list. I mean, they are heroes in every right of their movies. But I just didn't want to pick what was obvious, shall we say. Because we're, you know, we're better than that. What we do here at movie how. Yeah. (laughs) When we're when we're not busy having the internet just bend us over. I mean,
0: you know, we we do what we can. Getting a little pixelated right now. (laughs) Um well, do you want to go on since I got uh since I keep doing twos?
1: All right, I can go with my next one. And this is my second to last one, and I'm gonna pick I'm picking a character from a movie I know you haven't seen. I wanna watch this with you. Uh, But it's a Stephen Chow movie. He did Shaolin Soccer. And this is from Kung Fu Hustle. It's the character of Sting from Kung Fu Hustle. It's the character he plays in that movie. And he really goes from kind of this low-life, you know, kind of a scummy, uh, what's the word, Uh, shyster character trying to uh, bulldoze people if he can with his partner guy to try and just get the little bit of money that he can extort money from them and he really turns into this hero character throughout the movie who it shows from many aspects of his character like when he was a kid he really wanted to be that he wanted to step up and try and defend the weak but he wasn't able to do that he didn't have the skills or the size or anything and he got beat up really bad and then so that kind of turned his life in another direction but as the course of the movie goes along he comes back to you know the realm of being the good and doing the right thing and really taking his place that he should have all along and I do want to watch I mean I don't know if we'll ever review it I do think it's a movie that you should watch anytime you want to come over we can watch it it's great Kung Fu Hustle is a really fun movie I think it's out of all the Stephen Chow movies and he's made several it's easily my favorite it's really good. And it's I one like of... a lot of those Kung Fu, any type of Kung Fu, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, you know, uh, oh my God. Oh, I can't think of his name anymore. Uh, he did the, he, he was in the new Star Wars uh, or he was in, uh, oh, the Rebel movie. The Rebel.
0: Oh, the one who, the the I am one with the Force, the Force is one with me. That yes. I can't think of his name either. I know oh who you're talking God. about. He's,
1: he's great. He was in the uh, Blade 2 that we just talked about. He was a character in that. I can see his face. Sorry, Holligans. We just sat down to do this. And, you know, I may or may not have been drinking. It's a possibility. But he's fantastic. And I like all the movies that are like that. I have Bruce Lee, any of those, Chuck Norris, all those style movies. I've watched those growing up all my life. And this is easily out of Stephen Chow's my favorite. Go ahead.
0: Don. Don. Donnie Yen.
1: Donnie Yen, thank you. Oh my god, that would have bugged me.
0: I, it was bothering me. I, I,
1: and to just to just as a callback, I know in the beginning part of this we were talking about uh, Nicholas Cage. His character from Con Air was named Cameron Poe, who easily could have also been on my list. Mm. Can, that was one of that's he really catapulted him as an action star. At least it was a great movie, great role for him, fun to watch. If you haven't watched it, you should watch. Con air, it's not super serious, but it's fun. Good time,
0: okay. All right, well, then I will tell you my penultimate hero pick.
1: Oh, is this it? Is this your last one?
0: No, penultimate, if I'm using the word right, means second to last. Okay, all right, it sounds really fancy. It's a fancy way of saying second to last. Um, Luke Skywalker, did you okay? All right, it's super, super obvious, but it is what I've been thinking about lately because I've been watching um not even just from some of the youtubers that we watch like the drinker and you know some of those guys but like even uh linus like linus tech tips okay he does this podcast and he there was a little like a just a couple minute thing where they were talking him and another guy were talking about how just bad and downhill a lot of franchises have gone right because the one guy was talking that he he at one point wanted to get like a marwin tattoo Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he had this thought of, like, you know, they're still making those. Maybe I should hold off. Uh-uh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they were they were kind of talking about, like, imagine people with Star Wars tattoos, like what they feel like now, because I don't usually hear <laughs> a lot of people outside of movie reviews talking about how bad the new movies were. Like, we talk about it all the time. But, you know, they, they didn't dwell a lot on Star Wars in particular, but they kind of talked about how just some of the characters now are bad because they're just not interesting. Like Superman without the moral complexity is not interesting. You know? So the one guy was asking him, well, who's your least favorite? Like, who's your favorite Marvel character? He's like, I don't really have one. Well, who's your least favorite? Who's like Superman. They're like, that's not a Marvel character. I was getting I mean,
1: like, ready to say, I was ready to say those exact words. <laughs>
0: he's like, well then Captain Marvel. Cause she's basically just Superman. And she's also not done in an interesting way. But I think Luke is interesting. Cause it's not like one movie that sets him up and develops him. He's developing through the whole thing. He he's only kind of fully cooked at the end of Return of the Jedi.
1: I was going to say, okay, when you say the whole thing, do you include the new movies? No. Okay, cool. All, right. It, the, All right. I'm good as, with that. If as you far just as stop I'm, in Return of the Jedi, I 100% agree with your pick. Like, I I even thought about picking him. How do you not pick Luke Skywalker or even Han Solo, who goes from this, you know scallywag you know raider you know kind of smuggler guy to reluctant hero and general of the rebel armies but luke skywalker's a great pick and i can't take away the new movies i can't fault you for it drinking the alien mammal milk whatever i'm mammal milk (laughs) i don't want to talk about it
0: oh man so kim said uh are she still there Mm mm okay she said, uh, <laughs> that'd be funny if she's hearing me talk about her because she's over at your house with your fiance. But she, yeah, she said something about like, oh, I've got this pain tickle. I was like, pain tickle is such a lame band name. But Mammal Milk would be like pain tickle's first album.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just so I had so a good. great
1: band name coming to me the other night. I was in bed. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and going back to sleep and I had this great band name come to me. Out of the blue, and I'm like, I need to I need to text it to him right now or else I'm gonna forget it. I totally forgot. It. It's over, it's, yeah. gone.
0: it's like Jerry when he's trying to remember that joke all day. He like yes. wakes up laughing, but he doesn't write it down. Oh. But anyway, yeah, I mean, like I, I really I thought they were gonna do something good. I was really uh excited for the Force Awakens. Like even most of the way through it, I, I was I was on board. They hadn't lost me yet. But Luke is the reluctant hero he comes from humble origins he just wants to do something with his life he wants to join the empire he wants to go to the academy mm-hmm. and it's the same thing we keep talking about like through tragic circumstances he gets thrown into this mess and ends up becoming who he is but he develops the sense of morality he understands like what happens to people that makes them turn bad he goes on to see like what has caused people to become the way they are. And he avoids that in himself. He develops a sense of morality, but he makes mistakes too. He rushes into things. He trains with Yoda for a period of time. Yoda's like, you're not ready. He goes anyway. He's not ready. He loses a hand. We have one of like the most iconic moments in cinema history. And it's none of the interesting stuff like that happened in the new movies. Like nothing that happened in those movies makes sense. It doesn't make sense that Han, Luke, and Leia are not together. It doesn't make sense that Han is a smuggler again. It doesn't make sense that when Han dies, uh, Leia is like, oh, I'm so sorry, and hugs Rey instead of Chewie, who she's known for like 30 years at this point and who was Han's best friend. Like, none of that shit makes sense. And yet they did it anyway. <sighs> anyway, but Luke is like, yeah, <laughs> they, they did it right the first time. Just Just do that. I mean, don't exactly copy it, but like give the character an interesting story, make them develop the entire time, not be like pretty much perfect from the outset. That's what's not interesting about Ray. And that's what makes Luke so great is even until the very like he gets his ass handed to him by Vader and the Emperor. Yep. Like he he doesn't win the fight. He wins. He wins. Vader back over to the light. That's how he wins. So would you like me to do my last one or do you want to do your last one first?
1: Oh, no, do your last one. Go for it.
0: Okay. Do your ultimate. Okay, this might be controversial. I like it. I like controversial. All right. Jerry from Liar Liar.
1: Okay. Okay. I was I was actually reading an article on Jim Carrey <sighs> today, so that's interesting. All right.
0: So Jerry was Carrie Elwes. I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name. His character, the guy from uh from Princess Bride. Okay. Right? Yeah, Princess Bride. I sometimes mix that up with Princess Diaries. (laughs) Just the title, not the movie. You know, he's the Dread Pirate Roberts. He's the blonde guy in the mask. But his character in Liar Liar. Like, so you have, uh, what was his name? Preston or freaking? I got rid of my notes, didn't I? When I was looking up your thing. Okay, so we've got Fletcher, Jim Carrey's character, and Audrey, his wife. Okay, They're separated because Fletcher cheats and all this stuff. They got the little kid, Max. Right. And Jim Carrey's just a piece of shit in the movie. He's just terrible. Like, he's a horrible person. He doesn't care about his kid. He has a secretary by the gifts. You know, he doesn't know what's going on with this kid. And who comes in? Jerry. A nice guy. He's coming into a family that has split. The father's still in the picture, but he's a piece of shit. He's trying to, like, pick up these pieces. He's trying to, you know, be supportive to his girlfriend he's trying to be a good role model for this kid he's dealing with this like man child that jim carrey's playing and he's trying to be nice to the guy too like after everything he's done he's trying to be nice to him and it's a tragic story it's a horror story i've always considered this a horror story for jerry because i'm i'm not fletcher i'm not the one changing everything and everything magically goes back to normal jerry worked hard for this life and he's a hero and he should be recognized as such. And then the villain, which is Fletcher, comes in. And because of his kid making this magic wish, he has to be honest for a day and everything goes back to normal. And he gets left dumped on a plane going to Boston where he thought he was going to go start a new life. That's horrifying. And that man sacrificed something. Scarlet Witch has nothing on that.
1: Yeah. Wow. She didn't
0: sacrifice anything compared to Jerry. I feel like I made my case but- sufficiently. <laughs> <laughs> what makes him the hero? That's
1: where I would, the only thing I would just to play, just to play devil's advocate, you can pick whoever you want. I picked a character out of Raising Arizona, so I got no room to say nothing to nobody. Let's be honest, but <laughs> playing devil's advocate, what makes him the hero of that movie? It's just because the fact that through all of it, he's trying to be the good guy.
0: Yeah. Cause he's the good guy. That's exactly I mean, what it is. He's the one trying Heck. to do the right thing for everybody involved. And Jim Carrey's the villain. I
1: mean, that's why there's a saying nice guys finished last. because
0: I mean, yeah, we didn't say that the hero had to win. Yep, you're right. I mean, Empire Strikes Back was not a full story. Mm-hmm. The hero did not win.
1: Hero did not win. It's one of my favorite things about that movie. I love movies that end where the where good doesn't win. Mm-hmm. It subverts expectations. It's just great. I love those movies. That's why I picked Snake Plissken is one of mine. He's like, you know what? Screw you, Earth. I'm resetting everything. Boom. Could you imagine if that happened now? Oh my god! It'd be with TikTokers so and the internet <laughs> and it just every it shuts down and you can't you can't be an influencer all every day all day and you can't take pictures of yourself and post them for your followers to see. People would it what a week and people are huddled up in their houses crying, holding each other like. It would be ridiculous. Either
0: that or everything is better, which I think is more likely. might take a couple months to adjust.
1: Oh, it takes some time. A couple of months? I think it would take longer than that. It would be rough. It would be a rough go of it for a while.
0: You know why we didn't reach the Jetsons-type utopia? Twitter, TikTok, Facebook.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, because that's a cartoon,
0: and we don't have (laughs) flying cars. And the reason we don't have flying
1: cars is, People can't even navigate a 2D plane without crashing into each other. Imagine adding a third dimension to that. That's why not many people have pilot's licenses. They can't yeah. handle that.
0: That is true. Did you know that Ford way back in the day was developing a personal plane? I did not. Yeah, they had well, a test surprise me. They had a test pilot who like flew one of these in every day to work. Oh no, you talked
1: want- about that. Or they did they talk about
0: that in Ford versus Ferrari? No. Then you no, talked to me. You
1: told me about that.
0: Yeah. I learned about this in school, but they, he, it crashed at one point and they realized like, okay, you crash a car, you got a chance. You crash one of these things. No. super All right. Um, Makes sense. And it's, I was like, oh man, we're, we're so close. Cause they, there was this quote, like, you know, there's going to be a car and a plane in every garage. (laughs) And it's like, that sounds amazing. And then every single day, the town I live in, you know, nice town, like nice town, not, not. The kind of place where you expect to see a lot of problems And people run lights all day every day They voted down having uh, traffic cameras put up So you can keep running lights It's ridiculous <laughs> Like you always got to be careful It's like yeah even on a 2D plane Where you have like traffic signals To control the flow of everything Like you still can't be sure That you're not going to get T-boned By somebody in a Yukon Denali Because they I don't know Can't be two minutes late for their hot yoga class Right? I don't live in California, by the way. Good to know. I just feel like that's a very California description. It is very. You're a Yukon Denali going to yoga. But, I mean, hey, it's whatever. No,
1: you just say Yukon Denali, not like Leaf or something. So, Oh, Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, it's a big, big one. Okay, so I'm
0: glad that you're of what your ultimate pick was. It's not <laughs> I feel better about mine. I actually hadn't chosen of like my last one. It's not really my ultimate one, but I hadn't picked the last one. I was kind of still up in the air while we were talking about it the first time. And we were probably was probably seven in before I was like, yeah, this, this. Okay. I've given this rant to like bartenders before, and they've just looked at me like, what Ah. is wrong with this guy? (laughs) (laughs) You're about to be that bartender. Yeah, I had one, though. She was like, oh, my God, you're right. Oh, my God, I love that movie. and You're right. (laughs)
1: It's a good movie You're not wrong I haven't seen it in a long time And I don't remember that character at all Just if I'm honest But Mm -hmm. i just take your word for it And I'm sure that that was What happened in it And I know that I know that story I get that Um, Now my last pick This was I knew this would be my number one From when I started making my list I knew this would be my number one pick And he might have been my number one pick More based on the books that I read than the movies he was in. Mm -hmm. But he was in movies, and so I picked him. And that's Samwise Gamgee, Lord of the Rings. He is, without a doubt, the hero of all those movies. He's the one that makes sure the thing that needs to happen actually happens. Yeah. He's always upbeat. He's always worried about, he's only ever worried about, let's get back home. Well, once we're done with this, but well, once this is over and Frodo the whole time is only thinking about he's just, well, I'm going to try and make this trip and then that's it. He's, he's not thinking about anything after what he has to do, whereas Sam the whole time he's there to just be the buddy and just stand with this person who has this incredible burden, who even offered it a time to take it up well, let me take the burden for you, which obviously the compulsion of the ring wouldn't let Frodo do that, but Samwise Gamgee was my easy pick from the outset. I been mean, I, I wasn't dropping no eaves. <laughs> I wasn't like any of it. The Those movies were so good, so good compared to the Hobbit movies that came out.
0: Yeah, I was I actually mean, just thinking of Lord of the Rings earlier. I I was, I got off a call and I was kind of just thinking about the state of my life and the things that are going on. And we all think that we're the Frodo or the Aragorn, the the Gandalf of our story. Sure. No, I realized I'm the Radagast. (laughs) It's all right.
1: Radagast (laughs) the Brown. Nice. Nice. He's great. you kidding me? Radagast is fantastic.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I'll take that as a compliment.
1: (laughs) Like in my first thought out of it, I think the first thing I popped to when I thought of the Lord of the, I was trying to think of major series of movies Mm -hmm. and who I could pick out of those. And Aragorn was the first one that popped out of the Lord of the Rings just in my head. But I'm like, no, he is absolutely not. And and you're absolutely right. And that's when I went back to the books that I read. And, And realistically it was, it was really shown more in the books. If you haven't read them, you absolutely should. It was nothing. Almost nothing I have ever read has compelled me as much as the characters in Lord of the Rings. Hobbit's fun, but it's a kid's story. Just that's what it is. Lord of the Rings really has. I mean, Tolkien did such a good job with those characters and what they meant, what it means to sacrifice and to give up to try and do the right thing. So yes, Samwise is easily my number one out of everybody I've picked so far.
0: That's a great pick. Well, so I, d- I do want to mention, and I think both of us would have had this probably if we thought about it, but Mulan. Mm. Mulan's my favorite Disney movie uh, along the lines of William Wallace. I didn't think about her.
1: I did think about
0: her. She I didn't some put her on the
1: list, but I did think about her.
0: Great movie. Great motivations. Yep. Don't want don't to take it a bunch of time, but all right. So villains.
1: Oh, hold on. I had a couple more honorable mentions. I just wanted to get to. Okay. Um, so I already said Cameron Poe, I'm gonna go Harry Stamper out of Armageddon. Bruce Willis's character. Yeah. Fun. He, he sacrifices for the world, for his family. I thought that was a good one. And one that we didn't mention, I mean, come on man, the, I know the new movie wasn't great, but how about Conan? Conan the Barbarian. like <laughs> it's, it's Arnold. It kind of like a Rocky or you know, a Rambo. Conan the Barbarian is what propelled him into superstardom. So, that was just another honorable mentions that I had that I didn't necessarily put on my list, but I thought it was a fun one to bring up.
0: All right. Should we try to get through the villains a little faster?
1: Let's do it. Let's rock it
0: out. All right. So, number one for me on my list, this is no particular order Loki. Okay. Loki is a villain, not as a hero. Loki's super interesting because he's very dark, he's very cruel, he has kind of a funny sense of humor. There are things that he does that are horrific and he looks like he's having fun doing it. Makes Agreed. him a really fun villain and he's not just like Thanos like well, I guess he is a little bit, but like I'm thinking like, you know, Infinity War, just this unstoppable thing that you have to go up against. Like he's using other people. He's u- turning mm-hmm. your people against you. He's playing mind games. He's doing the Hannibal Lecter stuff where he's captured and he wants to be. Like he's playing mind games from a disadvantage,
1: I would argue, and I know that everybody says that Iron Man is what propelled Marvel into the super mega franchise that it is. I would easily argue that without Loki, that never happens.
0: Without Loki, the villain
1: for the Avengers movie where they all come together, that never happens. Yep, all right. Uh, you want to go with yours? You got it. My first pick, and maybe this is on your list, I don't know. I think this is a super obvious, super easy one. Doctor Evil,
0: not on my list.
1: Got to be on. Got to be on the list, man. Doctor Evil. He was. Ah, oh, now the Austin Powers movies. Think about them, whatever you want. Doctor Evil was such a great character, and just in his own category of villainry. Like I know he's a, almost just a mocking of all the villains that have come before. Yeah. Try and really, but I had to put Dr. Evil on the list. One million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I put Dr. Evil up there. Gotta do it. Sorry.
0: Okay. Um, Scar. Do you have Scar? No, I don't. That's a good pick. Scar has great motivations for what he does. He's trying to take over a kingdom. He's doing things for reasons that make sense. He kills off his brother. He sends his nephew away. It's a great villain. Like, it's a very three-dimensional villain. He's also appealing to a base to support him. Like, it's got everything you need in a good villain.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Scar's a good pick, man. Scar's a good pick. (laughs) My next one, I'm going to pick Gunnery Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket.
0: You're talking Arlie Ermey? Yes.
1: Absolutely. Arlie Ermey's character.
0: Okay. I did did not uh, remember his character's name because that's one of the, he's one of those guys like he just played himself. Either he played himself or he just became that character and was that for the rest of his life. Absolutely. Like just ever since then.
1: That I I picked him out as a villain in that movie because that's, in that movie, that's how he was portrayed. Like really. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He's, and to be fair, that's what he's there to do. He's there to, to turn people who aren't ready to go into combat. And deal with what you have to deal with in combat. Most of us, most of uh, all the people listening, you and I, we're not in the military. Most people won't ever be, won't ever go into combat and have to deal with any of that. Especially during the time that movie was set in the Vietnam War. That was harsh. Mm
0: -hmm. That was
1: a very harsh reality. Once you are shipped off and you have to deal with what's going on in country, as they would say. So I know what he was doing was just, he's just trying to get these boys turned into men and yeah. get them ready to be, you know, killers so that it's either kill or be killed. So I have to make you a killer. Otherwise you're going to die. And that's, that's how it works. And I, I just picked him. I liked him and I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun pick.
0: Yeah, that is a good pick. All right. So, Civil One Vader. And yep. not because he's just menacing or anything, but because he's so sparingly used and he's so scary when you see him. It's not like Kylo Ren who throws hissy fits and chops up keyboards and stuff. Like when you see him, he's like very in control. You know, he he it's almost like Vicious from Cowboy Bebop. That's kind of a similar villain, if you've okay. ever watched that anime very much it's somebody that you just don't see very often. When you see him, it's very intense. Like there's something going on. They don't overuse him. And it's like Luke. They kind of trickling out information the whole way through. So they don't just show him like, you know, they started off strong with Kylo Ren and then they made him a whiny little boy.
1: Oh my God. It was terrible. It was so it was bad. really bad. All right, go on. Um, okay. He was on my list. Okay. Um, I might've, I might've even thrown him in last is Darth Vader. Like yeah. he is the, epitome of villainy he's great okay yeah. so go past him uh like i said with william wallace i had another movie i was going with and i didn't pick maximus from gladiator which i have just watched recently which is fantastic. i love that movie it's really really good so i picked Commodus, uh joaquin phoenix's character from, from gladiator
0: yeah. yeah
1: absolutely he is he's a great villain in that movie he's kind of snivelly and whiny and he thinks he's better than he is and he's really not.
0: He's kinda like yeah, he's kinda like Scar.
1: A little, yeah. He tries to rally people to his side. Some of it's just I get to do this because now I'm Emperor. Because I killed the Emperor. Yeah. Uh spoilers for Gladiator. I'm so sorry if you haven't seen that.
0: <laughs> From like the Clinton Almost era.
1: 30-year-old movie.
0: Not quite, <laughs>
1: 25-ish. Um, but I pick I picked him. Joaquin Phoenix. It was the and one of the reasons I picked it, I think, is because it's the movie that put him on the map.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I liked it. And so, boom, I picked. Commodus from Gladiator.
0: All right. Uh, Agent Smith. One that you oh. actually mentioned to me in a text. Yeah, I almost picked that. Yeah. I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, like, eh, he's kind of boring. He's just, like, a basic generic villain. But he kind of has motivations. Like, I like that at points he becomes so... Scary and intimidating and overwhelming. And then he has the whole scene with Morpheus where he's like, you know, I hate this place. Like, I hate being here with you. It's right. The smell. I feel like it's, smell. Infecting me. it's so good. I love that. I love that. I love that he's got, he's not just a machine. He's like becoming human because he's with us so much and he hates us and he hates it. Yeah. I like that. Which I think they could have gone a, a different way with his character
1: in the other movies because he was becoming more human in that aspect. It could have been more self-hatred. Like, I hate what I'm becoming because of you. Yeah. But yeah, I thought about that. Good pick. Um, And I'm going with this one because I said it when we reviewed the movie, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. I'm going with Kevin Costner's character of Murphy.
0: Yeah.
1: Bad guys was... doing bad guy stuff. He, I yeah. like bad guys who act like bad guys. That's what he did throughout the entire, from beginning to end of that movie, he was a bad guy. He didn't try to do anything different. You knew what he was. And I love that. I love when when bad guys act like bad guys. Like for real bad guys. That's that's menacing. You 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 think you might know what they're you don't know what they're gonna do. That so I picked him I I like that movie. I like bad guys doing bad guy stuff. It's one of our things.
0: So I mm-hmm. picked him that. that is a good pick. Because he is like a quintessential like he's cartoonishly villainous in that right. movie. <laughs> uh okay so uh tony montana
1: oh that's a good pick i
0: didn't even think about that that's a good pick yeah i mean he even has the, the line all right say good night to the bad guy <laughs> like that whole saying, say hello, the restaurant
1: my little friend oh that's okay yeah
0: yeah he and again it comes down to what makes a good villain is usually their motivation mm-hmm. like all the stuff he's doing he's doing for a reason the stuff that makes his sister act the way she acts it's he's trying to protect her. He's trying to do the right thing. He's gone through this horrific thing to come to where he is and to get to what he's done. And then people like once he's on top, people are coming for him and he's kind of just trying to like defend his position and do his thing. And he, I, I think that say goodnight to the bad guy thing is where he kind of realizes how people see him and what he's become. And he kind of leans into it. And I like that a lot. Okay. Cause he doesn't see himself as the bad guy. I mean, most villains don't, some probably do some just do and they like it but he like it i just get the impression that like that character kind of gets to a point where he realizes that's what's happened like he's doing things that are criminal but not bad necessarily by his own morality so okay that's my guy
1: my next one this might be a controversial pick i i really like this pick
0: is it bella picking, from the twilight picking, movies
1: what oh my what god it? It is not. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, oh, dude. Oh my God. I didn't even think about it. Could we have picked one of the characters from the lighthouse? Oh, right. Oh, missed opportunity, but they're not on my list. Sorry. Too bad. Oh
0: <laughs> yeah. Heroes, by the way, Hawk and Rev. Hawk Either and of them should have mentioned Absolutely. one of them.
1: Absolutely. His honorable mentions, Hawk and Rev. <laughs> in case you guys are still listening to our podcast, you're probably not, but in case you are, for sure, honorable mentions. Thank you so much. I see it on my truck every day. Okay, my pick is Willy Wonka. Wow. <laughs> the original Dean okay. Wilder. Yeah, Willy Wonka. The kid. The kid in that movie. He's the hero of that movie. Willy Wonka. He kills children. He's the villain. Yeah. He was in charge of Slugworth. He set everything up. If you have to pick a hero and a villain in that movie, he's the villain.
0: No, you're right. it's basically like Saw with a candy factory and a bunch of little kids. It's like, all right, figure it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I is. mean,
0: but Saw at least didn't have cheerleaders. He's got Oompa Loompas that are dancing around when the kids die. Oh, my God. The kid
1: dies. That's when they come out and sing. <laughs> Oompa Loompa, you screwed up. Now you're dead. Ha, ha, ha. It's really, it's really all they do.
0: Okay, uh, the Terminator, Terminator, like the actual original Terminator, like bad guys doing bad guy stuff. Yep, like this menacing, terror. Like I remember as a kid watching that movie and just being like horrified, especially the part where he's like got his like human skin off or whatever, like partially, uh-huh. and he's trying to repair himself. And you, oh, that. I mean, that was scary back then. It's I think it still holds up. No, yeah, like I, it's a super menacing villain.
1: Well, kind it's, of it's like, kind of like a. Uh, Michael Myers or Jason—kind of stuff like that—they don't stop. Yeah, they never stop, and that is—that is scary. And Something they can that's just going to keep coming no matter what.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I—I
1: I would pick Terminator over those campy horror movie things any day. Hundred percent, man. Good choice. Yeah. Um, I'm picking, and I don't know if you ever saw this movie with John Travolta. But Swordfish, his character in it of Gabrielle.
0: Okay. No, I know the movie. I don't, if I've seen it, it's been so long. I don't remember it. He
1: was a fantastic villain in that movie. He had very reasonable motivations. When you, he was one of those villains that when you listen to him talk, you could really begin to understand like his point of view. He, he was charismatic. He could win you over to his side with his argument yet. He was a bad guy and he did mm. bad guy stuff.
0: So <laughs> where's your shirt, man? I where's your bad sorry. guy shirt? I have it.
1: I'm just not wearing
0: it. It would have been good for
1: this. <laughs> but yeah, right. I picked I pick it from Swordfish. And if if you haven't seen it, it's one of those ones. One of the things that I liked most about that movie was when I saw it in the theater, it was one of the first uses of like they had this scene where this person has C4 and ball bearings, big things of ball bearings strapped to their body. And the police, like he said, if you pull them outside of, I think they were in a bank. If you pull them outside the perimeter of the bank, the, that's going to explode because that's like kind of like the, the invisible dog leash thing, the invisible fence. Mm-hmm. If you come out past that. And so we had the scene where the, the police pull her out and she explodes And it like freezes as all these ball bearings are like laying waste as like its own big clay human claymore mind to everything, and it like does this three sixty around the whole the whole visual aspect of it, and it was amazing. It was one of those special Mm. effects scenes that you hadn't seen before then, and so it was at that point it was really jaw dropping. It was it it just left a very good impression on me, but. Then the rest of the movie held up. The characters were good. Hugh Jackman's in it. Uh, Halle Berry. It's Halle Berry's first topless scene before she did Monster <laughs> Ball. All of a sudden, she's like she's like sunbathing, holding a book up. She's like reading. And Hugh Jackman's character comes out and she like lays the book down to talk to him and she's like topless. And you're like, what? You're like grabbing your friend next to you. are like, oh, that's, that's Halle Berry's. Oh my God. It was so long ago. Back when something like that meant anything at all, like it matters nothing now. So I don't care, but back then it was a big deal. That is awesome. It was awesome. So good.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to leave it on that. Um, uh, so I'm going with Joker. The Joker from the Walking Phoenix one. Okay. Great villain. You talked about him as a hero, right? Yep. I like him as a villain. Same reasons. Like really interesting, great motivation. Kind of a victim I mean, in some aspects not a villain. In some aspects yeah. just a symbol. I mean, it, it's he's a complicated character. I would say he's more of a villain than anything else, but really good. Really that movie was great. Like yeah. that's a movie that has a villain and no hero. Like the villain plays both parts. Yeah. And it's great.
1: I almost picked Heath Ledger's Joker.
0: Ooh, yeah. That's I it. almost did. Yeah. He's really good. Really, really good.
1: He could be an honorable mention if I if I really felt like it. I mean, he's he's really good, but I did and I'm glad you picked the uh, i am glad you picked that joker. Okay. My next one, out of uh can't believe it put that on my notes, whatever. Stupid autocorrect. Out of Rocky 3, Clubber Lang, Mr. T's character. Okay. He was the scariest villain that Rocky had to fight. Like Rocky got beat by him bad and he has to come back and beat him. He has to come back against somebody. And it was a good story about, you know, somebody who he made it. He beat Apollo Creed. He's the champion. And he got lazy with it. And then you had this guy who was hungry. He was tough and he was mean. And he was the villain of that movie. He wasn't necessarily a bad He was kind of a bad guy. He, he pushed uh, Mick down or whatever. And it, he, Mick had the heart attack and he ends up dying. And Rocky loses the fight. And it's a whole thing but he, he's just another boxer who's hungry and yeah. he wanted it more, but I i always liked him as out of the, any of the Rocky movies, he was the most menacing of the opponents that Rocky fought. Like yeah. Ivan Drago from Rocky four was great, but he was like a machine. Yeah, exactly. And Apollo w- was this whole thing. And I'm sorry, the best scene out of any Rocky movie ever is Apollo four or is Rocky four, where Apollo comes out uh, to uh, live in America. And, Oh my god, that was the best! And he's dancing. And it's the whole. It's got James Brown there. It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> but I, <didn't
1: laughs> I haven't Rocky seen that movie in my a really hero long stuff, time. But I had to pick Clubber Lang as my villain.
0: Okay. Um, Jafar. Two Disney villains. Yeah, I mean, from yeah. the perspective of pretty much anybody living in Agrabah, Jafar is the hero. They are living under an imbecile ruler. I mean. The Sultan is the Sultan has a room temperature IQ. Jafar yeah. is trying to take over and just do better, but he does it through pretty villainous means through he does. sneaking around disguises, trying to get the genie, like all that stuff. Yeah. Like where he really goes wrong is he he's too hungry. He just wants more and more. Like it's not just about doing a better job. It becomes about having more and more power. Yeah. And then it becomes about having the princess as well. And I don't know, I I kind of thought maybe the princess is like a thing to legitimize his rule, but I think it's also just he's just just got the hots for her.
1: This creepy guy. Hey, Princess Jasmine was hot. I mean, what did we tell you? Yeah. I mean, come I mean, on. This is Jasmine. <laughs> All right. All right. What do you got? Oh, my God. Am I on my last one? I think I might be.
0: No, uh, not you, quite
1: yet. Not quite yet. Yeah. So I picked, well. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, uh, Liam, the old Liam Neeson movie, Rob Roy a villain played no. by oh my god, Mr. Orange from...
0: From Reservoir Dogs? Yes. Tim Roth.
1: Yeah, Tim Roth. So he plays a character in Rob Roy named Cunningham.
0: Why was I thinking he's Mr. Pink?
1: He might be, no, Mr. Pink. You might be my... No,
0: no, he he is Mr. Orange. I looked it well, up. I, was I, right? I, have the, I have the color names mixed up in my mind. Oh,
1: good, I'm glad I was right, because I just pulled that out of my ass. No, so, he's
0: the one that gets his ear... Well, well you want it? never mind. No spoilers here. <laughs>
1: So Cunningham, out of Rob Roy, he's another one of those characters. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He does bad guy things in that movie. Straight up, hardcore, no holds barred, bad guy stuff. And, I mean, when I was thinking, I was most of mine, I opened up my, as I told you in the first half of this, I opened up my DVD cabinet, and I looked at it. My DVDs, my Blu-rays, and just looked at those. Fair Rob Max. Roy popped out. Cunningham is the bad guy in that he is, if you haven't seen that movie great period piece movie Scotland, old timey sword fights fun, great movie great way that the bad guy dies in that movie, oh my gosh Mm -hmm. it's so good if you haven't seen it but he was a bad guy and I like that, I like bad guys
0: yeah Uh, I like bad guys who do stuff for like businessy reasons i like when that's like just that's just what they do like i kind of like that about dr evil a little bit he's like he's not really malicious like when he gets unfrozen he's like ah screw it let's just hold the world hostage (laughs) (laughs) it's just something to do it's like you know some people uber he does that it's whatever uh okay so my next one which i guess is your last one it's my second to last okay cool all right is jack Torrance from the shining
1: okay all right
0: because, and it, it's kind of similar in the book and the movies or the movie. Does he? I don't know. I don't know if there's any reference to him in the second movie, but it's a really, it's scary because it's unexpected. You know, it's the kid's dad who just like slowly, you know, is taken over by this force. Yes. Yeah. he He's yeah. dealing with like ghosts and stuff and they're convincing him to like join them and be part of the hotel and all this stuff. And he's got to get rid of his family. I mean, I know it's just like an old trope and a cliche at this point, but like the all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy seeing that over and over on the typewriter, because he's a novelist. The reason he takes that job is to try to write his next book.
1: That's a good pick, man. That's a good pick.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of those things where they didn't stray too, too far. Um, Do you want a spoiler from the book? Yeah, I don't care. In the book, Jack blows up the hotel. Jack Jack, fights back. Yeah. Jack fights back against the ghosts that are influencing him. And it's this thing through the whole book that every so often he has to release a little pressure from the boiler. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows that he has to do it and he just doesn't do it and allows the hotel to blow up with him in it. Okay. So it gives him a little bit of a heroic ending where he just like freezes to death in the guard in the hedge maze in the movie. Which is I imagine one of the things that changes between the Doctor Sleep movie and the Doctor Sleep book, because there is okay. a scene that takes place on the site of the hotel, but the hotel's not there. Got ya. So
1: Nice. That's a good pick. All right. My last pick. You took a Darth Vader away from me. So that can't be my last pick. Which makes sense. Darth Vader's gotta be on this list. Kurt Dusender from Apt Pupil. It was Ian McKellar's. Is that the character. kid?
0: Oh, is that okay. It's the old man's, the the actual, the Nazi's character. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? I have. I would think of the kid as being more of the villain than that.
1: I mean, I could see why you would say that, but I, I liked Ian McKellen's portrayal in that movie better than I liked Brad Renfro. Out of, out of the two of them, I liked him better. And so I picked him for this. I mean, this is Nazi, man. Nazi bad guys. No, that's
0: a great, that's a great movie. I've
1: shot too many of them in video games not think Nazis are the bad guys. Like that's no, he is. He's up. really
0: good when he and he just you can see him fighting these like tendencies, like yes. where that that cat he tries to put the cat in the oven and the cat gets away and he's just like oh, oh my god. god, get you that next scene. time, yeah. Oh, oh that's there's just was weird else. Yeah, there's just weird behaviors the whole time. Like when the kid makes him dress up in the uniform and has him march and all that, and he gets like super into it. And he just gets that he, like oh my gosh, yes, oh man.
1: There's it's if you if any of you out there listening have not seen Apt Pupil, and it is not anything most people have heard of, but it's such a well-done movie. Yeah. It's it's really good. Kinda like, um Oh, Son of a Gun. I don't even want uh. Oh. It's another movie that I know I have that has Edward Norton in it, where he plays a Nazi, but he he goes through a whole a whole arc. He's not seen the beginning and then he goes to prison and then he comes out and it's, it's changed his whole life philosophy on everything. And it was also very good. And it's a movie where he could be both the villain and the hero out of that movie. But, um, at pupil was one, I looked at my list and I'm like, you know what? There's so many to, to pick on here that I, I probably would have put Darth Vader as my number one. But since you already picked him, I saved this guy as my last. Kurt Dusander from Aft Pupil, it, he's the one that I pick. It's a really okay. good movie. It probably, out of these movies, out of the movies that are here, it probably had the biggest impact on me for that's how unexpected it was, how how much it made me feel things that I I didn't understand at the time. So, yeah, that's that's the one I picked for my last one.
0: Okay. So it affected you kind of like uh, the Green Knight has affected me. Cause I still Maybe. think about that movie. Like I really want to see that again. Several times. I know. Uh, I think the movie you're trying to think of is American history X.
1: Yes. American history X. Thank you.
0: I was like, did he play like American history X is what I thought of immediately. But then I was like, did, yep. did he play like a, a little no. like German Nazi back in the war or was this? No, he was just, he was just
1: kidding.
0: <laughs> okay. Can um, you tell me you've
1: never seen well, that
0: American history X.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I've never seen it all the way through.
1: <laughs> Worth watching. I haven't seen it yeah. in a long time. It's good.
0: Uh, okay, so my last pick, kind of in line with yours, Hans Landa from *Inglorious Bastards.
1: Nice. When you said Hans, I thought you were going to say Gruber. Hugh, bastard.
0: No. no. <laughs> Too Talk about
1: the motivations of just straight, this is my business guy, this is what I do. Um, he's, Hans Gruber is an honorable mention, but that's a good pick, buddy. That's a good yeah.
0: pick. Because he's just doing his thing. He's super pleasant for the most part, but he's just like, I don't know. He's just excited to be doing the stuff that he's doing. He's interested in things. And it gives him this like weird personality that's hard to identify with. It's very alien. You know, he's meeting with somebody who's like, he clearly holds all the power. He could kill this guy. He could throw this guy in jail. And he's like, oh, do you speak? Let's use English. You know, oh, could I try some of your milk? You oh know, God. and then he then he has this deal, and at the end of the movie, you know, it's like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get away with it. He's gonna go to America, and live, you know, protected and all this. And they carve the swastika into his forehead, and he's like, "You'll be hanged for this." And He's like, "Nah, I'll be balled out. I've been balled out before." <laughs> like, uh, uh, uh. Brad Pitt's character, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh throughout that God. whole movie, he's so good. He's so smart and he's so just, he's like on to stuff all the time. Like he's just oh. a villain that's really hard well, to When he meets them in and... the
1: theater and he's like, he's trying to get them to talk, speak Italian. Oh, it's so good.
0: <laughs> Your oh text my tone on my phone, Gorlami.
1: <laughs> Gordalami. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> That's a Uh, good pick, man. I like it. I like that as your last. I didn't even think about that. What a great pick. uh, Oh, well done, sir. (laughs) Do you have any villain honorable mentions?
0: No, not really. I have a couple. Okay.
1: I have Saddam Hussein from the South Park movie. Okay. That's what I thought you were going to say. Which I just I can't get enough of Saddam Hussein from the South Park movie. It's fantastic. And the other one was Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg from the Fifth Element.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Gary Oldman's character. Yes. He's fantastic.
0: <laughs> or even I've Gary
1: liked him. He was great in that movie. It was just fantastic. I love that bad guy. He was a good bad guy.
0: Yeah, I did not like um. Yeah, I did not like the second Hitman's Bodyguard movie. But
1: oh, I really
0: not. no, I really like the first one, uh-huh. and I really like Gary Oldman's character there.
1: Yeah, it's being for testified
0: sure. against. Like, I really, really like just that menacing. Like, has it under control? Not worried about anything. Like, yep. I don't recognize your authority to do anything to me. Yep. Like Gary, I mean Gary Oldman. Anything he does is great. Almost,
1: almost anything. What am I not thinking of? The movie we were we reviewed about, uh oh, uh, it was like it was like AA but for hitmen.
0: Oh my god! Okay, yeah. No, he was still he was good in that. He was okay in that, but he was barely in it. Was it hit Hitman Anonymous or some yeah. shit like that? Something like that. God, I don't. We did a podcast on it. I, was, I can't finished. remember it. <laughs> oh well, whatever.
1: Well, Halligans. That looks like it. That looks like all of our list from top to bottom. Good and bad. We're really curious. What are your top ten? Heroes? Villains? Hit us up. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit Ryan up on email. At movie at gmail.com. Like let us know. Yep. What did you think? What are, what are your favorites? Who do we who do we leave off who isn't in obvious? Like none neither one of us said Indiana Indiana Jones. Yeah. I just or Bond. Both of them are like obvious ones to be in there. But who do we leave off that wasn't an obvious one? That's what I would be curious about.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I have anything else. I feel like I have something else to say or something to defend, but I don't really have any more honorable mentions either. I feel like I said what I needed to say. I guess I could add Fletcher as a villain since I <laughs> went on about it with Jerry. <laughs> nice. Nice.
1: I can't help it. When you say Jerry, I can't help but think of Rick and Morty. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking about it too. I was oil.
0: looking. To, I, I looked it up on IMDb before this to see if he has a last name. He doesn't. It's just Jerry. <laughs> uh
1: but there's so many movies. So I mean, there's just too much. We didn't leave. We didn't say anybody from The Godfather. We didn't say anybody from so many movies that could have possibly been on this list. Yeah, the shark like, from
0: Jaws. There you
1: go. <laughs> like, just... Uh, there's too much. The the evil, just the evil entity from the fifth element mm-hmm. that was, you know, coming for everybody.
0: Or the shape-shifting thing from the thing. Hmm? Like, there's a lot of good monsters. Those are more monsters that we're talking about.
1: That's true. That might be a whole different list. Like, you know... I thought about that. Like, neither one of us really had anything from horror movies. Yeah. And horror movies have some great villains, but...
0: Well, The Shining.
1: Not, no, yeah. I get, eh, Is it a horror movie as much as, like, a thriller? I don't think of it as a horror movie. Maybe it is.
0: It doesn't have jump scares very much, but, yeah.
1: I don't know. But either way, I think that's about it for us to, this time, Halligan's. This one probably ran a little bit long. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I had a great time talking about these. This was a fun one to do. Uh, we're going to have to come back at you with another movie review. I don't know what we're going to pick at this point, but we'll pick something. We'll review it. We'll bring it to you. Ryan, anything else? What do you got for
0: him? Uh, you know what? I actually forgotten Justin Hammer. That's an honorable mention. Along the lines of a Dr. Evil. <laughs> kind of a ridiculous villain.
1: He was. He he really helped make that movie for me. I liked Iron Man two a lot more than I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, the main bad guy Whiplash. You know Whiplash. Yeah, um,
0: Mickey Rourke.
1: Mickey Rourke's right. portrayal of that. I I thought it was an interesting way to begin that that it was his dad, but his dad was kind of trying to do the wrong thing. Whereas eh, was Stark's dad really doing the right thing? I don't know. It was a little hazy as far as that went. Yeah, and uh, the scene where Iron Man is drunk—like, I mean, come on,
0: he's yeah. like
1: shooting watermelons with his suit. Like, that's fantastic. I like that a whole lot. And then he has to get into it with War Machine. That was that was fun. I dug all of that, even if it wasn't the highest of listed Marvel movies that are out there. I always enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Um. So that's all I've got. I just wanted to throw that out there because I was thinking like there is one more kind of funny villain. That I was that's thinking good. of and I that's couldn't think choice. of like, yeah, that's it though. All right, man. That's all I've got. I think that's enough. We've been going for like an hour and a half. I don't know how long this is going to be when I cut it down.
1: Ah, good luck with that, sir. Thanks again, Halligans. We do really appreciate it. You all have a great one tonight. I know we're going to ourselves. Um, I'm pretty sure I've been Joe. I've been Ryan. And we're out.